Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of This is CX, our West Monroe Partners Customer Experience Podcast. I'm Mike Manfredo. And this is Paul Hagan. Hey, Paul. It's that time of year again. Oh, yes, indeed. Wrapping up the year here, trying to put a bow on 2019 as we're moving and starting to think about 2020. Um, You know, I thought it'd be good for us to maybe... Uh, do a quick rundown uh, or a year in a review, if you will. Uh, a little <laughs> yes, a little retrospective. Um, and you know, you and I uh, put together some uh, s- some trends uh, at the beginning of the year, uh, thinking you know, kind of where we think CX was going to be headed, what what CX practitioners and and leaders were going to be focusing on, and so I thought it'd be a good opportunity for us to revisit those and kind of see. Uh, all right, were we? <laughs> where were we wrong, and where were we right? Yeah, okay. Yes, exactly. And then we, and then uh, for our next episode, we can go into uh, maybe some 2020 trends, and uh, you know, let's just we can throw some ideas out there as well. righty. let's do it. Let's start with um, before we get into those specific five that we listed out. What were for you kind of two big highlights? Uh, when it comes to customer experience, customers, businesses out there, how they're how they're handling it, what stuck out for you in 2019? I gotta say, one of the things that made me smile the most was seeing SAP Qualtrics, the the merger, advertising emotion. You know, the big German company um, suddenly talking about you know how how people feel uh, when interacting with a company. So I, I thought we perhaps took a giant leap forward watching. <laughs> Watching the, uh, the the big tech company uh, adver- advertising about how important emotion is in business. In fact, and you know we've seen this from other companies like UPS that you know in the past has found you know uh, almost half of the, the the experience of even small businesses dropping off a package are are, are filled with emotion. So I, I think it's great that they did it. Um, it. It made me certainly made me smile. Um, probably the one thing that I got perhaps a little bit most excited about was the business roundtable um, um, had about 150, close to that, signatories mm-hmm. on redefining the purpose of a corporation. Um, they talked about, you know, the, the, the economy needs to serve everyone, not just the shareholders. And that is a big departure from where they've been at. Right. Uh, inherent in, in their statement was, you know, uh, serving customers, serving employees, serving the community. You know, notion of social responsibility. Mm-hmm. So I, I thought that was kind of a big deal. And, you know, I, I, I recall when that came out, seeing it and thinking, gosh, if I'm a customer experience leader, I make sure that I'm waving that like a big flag around the company um, and showing that, you know, the humans, humans that we're interacting with and, and that our business does, you know, uh, works with, including the employees um, are important and we've got to, we've got to take care of them. So I, yep. I, I really liked that and thought that was uh at least a stake in the ground. Absolutely. How about, how about you? What were your highlights for 2019? Yeah, so kind of hitting on the the roundtable, the purpose of corporation that you know it's potentially, hopefully, going to shift from this uh, very short term kind of looking quarter by quarter, you know, with the the focus on shareholder to maybe a little bit longer term focus. Which uh, one of the things that stuck out to me was just actually all the the industry benchmarks that showed once again another year where scores for key brands stagnated right um and this was and we'll we'll talk a little bit more about this in 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 the recap of our trends um but the the fact that most industry front runners were repeats but even for those 
Um, they inched forward, perhaps, and, and there weren't a lot of big steps taken forward and just kind of continuing to um, kind of remain par for the course. Now, the question with some of that is, um, again, perception from customers and, and dealing with expectations, it's really measuring expectations and, and the ability to meet those is are our customers' expectations continuing to change at a pace that businesses can't really keep up with? So, you know, and especially if we're focusing on short-term value versus long-term value, you know, are you are organizations willing to actually make the investment required uh, in order to move those, you know, to be recognized in those scores? So, um, I thought that was really interesting. Um, the other item. Uh, that I found interesting. So, or, or, you know, just as businesses were continuing to talk about emotion um, and, you know, kind of bringing empathy further into and making more kind of public statement around that, I think um, the the focus on trust, uh, earning customers trust kind of, you know, in a day and age where there's so much access to data, um, data breaches, uh, you know, you know the, the it, it, there's a lot of interesting conversations, or, or, you know, around my personal data. You know, seeing the big tech firms and kind of how they continue to get access to different types of data and using that data to offer goods and services. But you know, a lot of these uh, companies have been really under fire: Facebook, Amazon. Um, you know, where you know, thinking about the. <laughs> the Alexas and listening in on conversation to, you know, to be able to actually pull out some of the information and insights, you know, where customers, do you trust Amazon to be able to listen through everything and, and actually, uh, what does that actually feel like? Right. Again, empathy and that idea of emotion and, and feeling is there, is there trust to say, yeah, okay, you can have that or no, that, that was a private conversation and, and there was a third party in there that I don't feel comfortable with. I have been surprised at how many uh, parties I've been at where people talk about turning off Alexa because they're <laughs> they listening. Oh, in. absolutely. Yeah. Or, but in an interesting, like, you know, Apple trying to use it as a differentiator potentially. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and so, uh, so this idea of companies continuously having to earn the trust of their customers, what does that then look like in return, right? I mean, and and we'll talk about I think in our in you know the next episode around 2020 trends of the importance of data, but how you know when when you're bombarded with the amount of information that customers are on a day to day basis. Um, how do you leverage the data that you have on customers appropriately um, to drive a better experience? But you know, knowing that there's inherent trust, people feel like that data is part of them. So, um, so yeah. So th- that was just, uh, I think, interesting. A lot of the stories that kind of came out in 2019 around that. Yeah, very good. Interesting. Yeah, good. So um, just as a quick recap of the five trends that we kind of put forward in 2019 um, of where we thought for, for CX leaders, they would be focusing. One, uh, and, and certainly I think one of the most important was continue to demonstrate and articulate the value that CX uh, executives bring to the organization, right? Um, but then determining how CX can help organizations recession-proof their business uh, at the beginning of 2019, there was a lot of talk of, you know, we're so far into the cycle, our indicators showing that it'll happen. There was some research, you know, out there. So where do we end up there? Um, the 
continuing to improve employee experience. So, and, and to that, the, the business roundtable, right? Talking about what are the different stakeholders? How do we continue to improve? Um, there's a lot of focus on improving employee experience to help deliver better customer experiences. Um, consolidating of investing in and integrating CX tech and other, you know, we saw a lot of the VOC and experience management platforms start to come together. Um, and then the last one was really this, the idea of the CX as a show me year, right? That, and kind of back to that, articulating the value, you got to show me that, that CX is delivering results. We've been talking about CX as the way to differentiate our organization, you know, as, as early as 2015 in certain reports, you know, where businesses were going to compete on CX. So we kind of thought that this was going to be the show me year for that. So those were the five trends. And I thought it'd be good for us to just kind of walk through and see where we've made progress, what challenges still remain for each of those. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll start us off and, and eat a little crow because obviously the recession didn't happen this, uh, <laughs> this past year, as, as many had predicted. Yep. Um, you know, and I, in, in some ways, I think, you know, customer experience leaders got to pass, um, you know, to, to, to kind of shore up. Um, you know, I, I, clearly, clearly they were focusing in on articulating the business value, which I think it helps, you know, in any time, whether we're recession or otherwise. So who knows what's going to happen with the economy? There's, you know, some folks who are, who are still saying we're overdue and then others who, who say we've still got, uh, we've still got some, some fuel in the, in the, the gas tank, uh, and, and the economy will keep going. So, mm -hmm. um, Regardless, I think, you know, that that business value is, is you know, we've certainly seen uh, a lot more executives talk about it. Uh, Forrester, uh, the analysts there are, are seeing it quite a bit and are writing about it as well. Um, I would say the other, you know, the, the, the piece, you know, we saw, we did definitely see some, you know, more consolidation um, in the tech space. Um, you know, on the heels of SAP Qualtrics, we saw Medallia get, get by strike deck. Um, and then go public. Uh, we saw in moment get picked up by private equity. We saw a couple of others get uh, get acquired. And um, um, you know, I, I I would say there's both this kind of this consolidation as well as expansion. You know, I think we're mm -hmm. you know last year we were starting to see the the rise of of, of customer uh, data platforms. Um, you know, kind of the mix between. Uh, customer experience and customer success or customer success vendors, you know, coming into play. So there's a lot of people playing around in the, in the space. So I, you know, I think, well, you know, we're, we're, we're seeing it, we're seeing, you know, kind of a frothy environment. I think there's going to be con continuation of consolidation, but also there's this change that's starting to happen, um, you know, as, as more people are getting into the space and, 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 and in many ways, um, I think it's, it's the challenge, challenge to CRM. It's, you know, it's this continuing conversation of how do I manage an increasing amount of, of, of customer data? You know, we've talked about 360 degree view of customer data for years now. Mm -hmm. um, and it's still, still the Holy grail. It's just that Holy grail is moving and, and shift shape shifting. Um, and you're seeing vendors kind of shape shift uh, with that. So certainly that's what we've seen this year. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I think on the the other three that we had in terms of demonstrating, articulating the value, I think you, you kind of touched on this uh, as you're as you're talking. Broadly speaking, we are seeing CX professionals and organizations. One, they they definitely understand the importance of demonstrating it. They do make some, they have made some improvements, but there is some continuing 
struggle to be able to really tr- show the true kind of ROI calculation of what CX can drive. Um, and this was, in, you know, demonstrated in our re- in, in the research that you did this year, um, and that we talked about in an earlier episode, uh, which you can find the the link to the white paper and uh, in, in the show notes. Especially going back to, and I, I think we'll probably talk about this as a key theme for 2020, but access to the data required, as well as the skill sets required to be able to truly calculate that ROI and, and, sh- and prove out the value that CX is delivering, as well as the fact that CX professionals have such a short time window to be able to demonstrate that value. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, there, there still continue to be some challenges there. Like over over fifty percent have less than a you know less than a year to demonstrate the value. Yeah, and you know sometimes for KPIs to be able to you know kind of show statistically relevant amount of data and information, you know you need six months to be able to collect that or more. Or more the, the politics alone, you know, consolidating that data into a, you know, especially if you haven't done any of that before. And and we certainly talked about different strategies to be able to help kind of accelerate that, but. You know, I, I foresee that being uh, an item that continues. Um, then we talked about um, employee experience improvements. So, again, the focus on ensuring engaged employees, um, the market for talent is incredibly hot, right? We continue to see historic levels of, un- of the unemployment rate. Uh, and then just the continued skill sets uh, required mm, new skill sets. Uh, in terms of uh, more tech savvy data analysis. You know, em- employees are being asked to do so much more. So how do you continue to upskill your employees to meet the needs of the organization as a way to either attract new talent or to help uh, upskill existing talent? So being able to focus on the employee experience to help drive CX improvements. Uh, we continue to see a lot of that uh, within our own organization and out in the industry. And then finally, uh, you know, again, going back to the idea of that show me year, you know, Paul, I would say that, um, again, some of the metrics speak for themselves in terms of those industry benchmarks, that there's still a gap uh, in the organization's ability to deliver an experience that ultimately meets the the expectations of customers today, and and honestly, the question is, will organizations ever be able to really keep up sufficiently uh, with customers' expectations? And you know, I'll be curious to see um, kind of the gap at the top between those that are considered the leaders and those that are they're trying to catch up. Will that gap widen? There may have been some jockeying up at the top. Uh, between some brands, um, but I think it's there's some pretty clear tiers, and not a lot of people are are crossing those thresholds. So, so it'll be interesting to see kind of if that continues. Again, going back to the whole business roundtable that kind of came out, um, and and with the potential shift in focus towards long term value creation versus short term, does that potentially show? Uh, you know, in, in some of these industry benchmarks that there is a focus on the customer uh, and meeting their needs. Yeah. And I think, you know, I, you know, what I think is interesting is, you know, in that show me, we didn't really see the show me mm-hmm. this year, um, but we definitely saw that uptick in the employee experience. And that may still be related to, gosh, let me, let me empower employees to do their jobs better, serve customers better, be more productive. 
you know, which was part of the recession. And that's, you know, maybe not as sexy, but uh, kind of battening, battening some hatches in, in some, some mm-hmm. ways. So, uh, you know, I'm not quite sure what to do with that, but I would say we didn't quite, we didn't quite hit the nail on the head with that, uh, with either, you know, the recession and or the, 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 the show me year. Um, probably did a little bit better on the tech uh, and, uh, uh, and and the employee experience uh, piece, and and certainly you know the the desire to uh, articulate customer yeah. value. So uh, we'll see what we'll see what, how we do next yeah. year. <laughs> yep, exactly. And uh, uh, you know we we'd certainly love to hear from other folks. Um, you know, based on what what you thought you were going to see, or what you had hoped to see, and what you actually saw. We'd love to hear your highlights too. What were your hi- what were your highlights for two thousand? Yes, absolutely. Uh, we'd love to hear that. So uh, feel free to you know um, find us out on social media, LinkedIn, Twitter. Uh, we've got our email uh, that you can reach out to us directly here at West Monroe in the show notes. So uh, we'd love to hear from you, and uh, hopefully twenty nineteen was a was a good year for your organizations. You were able to move the ball forward, you know, and we're we're really looking forward to to I think seeing uh, even more success here in 2020. Well, thank you for uh, joining us for another episode. Thanks all, and uh, we will be back uh, looking at 2020 with our predictions, crystal ball. Take care, everyone, and uh, thanks for joining. Thanks, Mike. Uh-huh.